Hey everybody, this is Heather, and you're listening to Simply Healed with Heather Leonard. Today's episode is called, What's Beneath the Surface? (laughs) Like, who are we at our core? Today's a fun day to get into this topic because it's Halloween, and there's so much fun that we can kind of dig a little deeper on, costumes, all these fun things. I can't wait. So here we go, guys. Happy Halloween, and thanks for joining Today I just wanted to have a fun episode. If I'm being honest, ever since I was a little girl, it's intrigued me why people choose the Halloween costumes that they choose. You know, you wonder, is this like some personality trait that they just sort of hide beneath the surface and then they get an opportunity once a year to sort of let out of its cage? It's funny that some people truly, you know, they are just either going along with a family um, theme, I guess, or um, just having a little fun in the spirit of things or found something really creative. But sometimes, maybe let's get a little Freudian on this, I don't know, but sometimes I think you can kind of see other layers of a person based on what they choose to do at Halloween. Um, (laughs) I just, I have some friends who are these very quiet church mouse types. And sometimes on Halloween, it is like their inner little devil comes out and you just see these costumes of the naughty nurse or the, um, you know, the vampire, but with the, you know, the, all of these characteristics that are just very, very like sensual or, you know, you wonder why is this happening? Is it, I mean, we all love the day. I mean, I won't say we all love the day. What a big assumption that is. But many of us love the day because you get to step outside of your usual persona and just, you know what, live in the imagination a little, have some fun. And for me, for many years, I have followed suit with my children For instance, if they want to be Mario and Luigi, I will be their Princess Peach. If they want to be, you know, skeletons and whatever, I will do the same. If they want to be warlocks, I'll be a witch. You know, I've kind of like bounced around with them for years and I love it. I mean, not that I think we should need a family theme, but I try to just do something that's going to get them excited because it goes along with whatever it is they're into at the time. So that's kind of how I've played it for a long time. And on the off years or when they pick things really bizarre that I just don't know what to do with, you know, I could resort to like digging out a witch's hat and something, I don't know. But um, it is very funny to me that sometimes the quietest of people have the wildest of Halloween costumes. And so it made me start to think about just the human psyche and like what we do and what we bury and how authentic authentic are we really and truly on an everyday basis because I mean there's something fun about it for me I've always played with the holiday in terms of like makeup and um just things that I normally would love to do but it just seems like a little unacceptable maybe well I don't usually play by that game anyway those of you who know me know I always have something off off um, a little different than like I'll wear my jewelry a little differently than most I'll do my makeup a little off I'll put some kind of something there's always going to be something (laughs) on me that is just a little out there um I'll never forget the Halloween I was working um as a physical therapist and in an outpatient clinic 
within a hospital. Well, it wasn't, it was an outpatient private practice, but we were positioned within a building with the, all of the doctors and surgeons. And so these are our referring practitioners, right? This is where our money comes from is their referrals to us, right? So, you know, I dress up as a witch that year and I had, um, bought this like temporary tattoo, I guess is the best way to put it. It covers basically half of your face. It was like, sorry, my dog is here. You can hear him snorting. He decided he needed to be here for this episode. Um, but at any rate, it had like swirls and glitter and it was black and it was gorgeous. I mean, it was just beautiful. Like I would wear that every day. I'd tattoo it right on my face if I could make it look as good as it does when you just press and stick on, right? But at any rate, never once, not even once did I consider tomorrow. <laughs> I totally forgot. Starting at 7 a.m., I have a full caseload of patients the very next day after Halloween, and I never even looked into how does this come off, how long is it on for, like any of those details. I woke up the next morning, and I kid you not, trying to scrub that thing off my face, I broke blood vessels. To this day, I still have some tiny little red, like almost look like spider vein type like blood vessels on the side of my face where I had this tattoo that I had to scrub. I mean... <laughs> It probably would have come right off with some like rubbing alcohol or like, I mean, that sounds like not something you want to rub on your face, but you know, there's probably a million easy removal things, but I had thrown away the package, not thought twice, and then was looking at myself in the mirror going, oh my gosh, I cannot see like a brand. I mean, it's one thing, my patients that already knew me, I probably would have rocked it all day, but at the first meet, really Stitch? Are you done? He's very snorty today. <laughs> Maybe today he's trying to be a pig for Halloween. <laughs> it wouldn't be a very far stretch for him. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so if my normal clientele would have known me, it wouldn't have been a big thing. But when you're having a first meeting with a, a patient for the very first time, the day after Halloween, not on Halloween, but the day after to have this partial tattoo on your face. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, anyway, I, I still have the pictures laying around of what the actual costume looked like. And, uh, and I just laugh now when I look at it and I know that I have permanent scarring basically from it. But this is how committed I get to getting full on into the moment. I love it. I'll change like, I don't change my hair color, but I'll add things to make my hair look like it's different colors or wigs or whatever. I just love the day. It's fun. And it's fun because I get to like accentuate parts of me that are already there. That's the way I like to look at it. That's me personally. Like I love to have things just a little different. So at Halloween, I really push the envelope. Like if I love to have you know, beautiful eye makeup on or whatever. Well, you better believe on Halloween, I'm going to do it just a little extra. You know, my lashes just a little longer, my, you know, makeup just a little more bright or like something like just do something fun, <laughs> you know? And so it makes you wonder though, like what is beneath the surface? When you meet people, we have this initial vibe or feeling about who it is that we just met within an instant. And I've tried to start letting down the guard a little on that because people surprise me more and more lately. Like I think I have this mental picture of what they are like based on what I've observed already or the way they're dressing or carrying themselves. But so often it's off. And it's off because I feel like as a society, 
we are not very good at wearing our authenticity. We're very good at presenting acceptability. Now, this is my opinion, but I just find that people want to be accepted more than they want to be truly authentically themselves. And that's sad (laughs) because you know what's the craziest part is I think we'd be so much more widely accepted if we were so much better at being authentic. (laughs) So we've got it all backwards. And what I love, 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 love is this new generation coming up. I mean, I don't know what the generation exactly is because I have one that's 13, one that's 10, and they're both definitely within the same generational gap here of us. This generation is who they are, period. They don't care your opinion. As a matter of fact, if they hear your opinion, they might as well just go a little further down the line because they're like, I'm not hearing that. I mean, initially the mom and me, let me just start with this. I had a few cringeworthy moments this school year, this past, actually was it last year or this year? At any rate, that very big baggy sweatshirt look became a thing. And it, so the girls would wear these humongous oversized hoodies that basically made it look like they didn't have anything on underneath it. That was all they were wearing. Well, I saw a girl get out of her car, bend over to get her backpack. And I saw all the way, I mean, I feel like I gave like a colonoscopy, like right up and through an outer mouth. Like I could see everything and I saw no underwear and I froze and I looked at my son and I said, did she forget her pants? And he was like, mom, no, that's like, everybody wears that now. And he's like, don't worry, she'll be sent home by lunch. I was like, what? This is just, what? And I had never seen the look before. Like at that point, I mean, I've seen like, like women wearing men's shirts and like girls wearing oversized shirts with like short shorts. But this was like a next level. Like, I'm not sure you're wearing anything under that. And so... At pickup that day, girl was still in school, did not get sent home, let me just say that. But that was just the tip of the iceberg. So I have seen, um, best way of putting it, the under boob <laughs> of girls getting out of their cars and heading into the school with three uh, you know, teachers standing at the door, waving good morning and allowing them in. Full stomachs showing, you know, the the cheeks of their bums hanging out. It, there is nothing. I mean, they're wearing hats now. We couldn't even wear a hat when I was in school because they needed to see your face. And But funny enough, with Halloween, my son was not allowed to wear a mask to school because they wanted to be able to identify kids, but yet they wear hats every day. So the whole thing is, it's just a little wacky, but, but the dress code <laughs> kills me. But anyway, the point being... My son didn't bat an eye at what she was wearing. He was like, yeah, that's just what they're, you know, that's what a lot of the girls are wearing now. And then the boys, equally so. I mean, the skinny jeans thing started, and then it turned into like, now it's like nobody wears jeans anymore, period. At least at our school, it is like comfortable. Everybody's wearing their cozy clothes. Everybody's wearing what looks like, I mean, I wouldn't say they look like they rolled out of bed because they don't, but... um. But it's the extreme of just comfort, style. Um, I've seen some weird, (laughs) I say weird because it is just weird as in not common, not as in there's something wrong with it. So weird has a funny connotation, but 
just just off <laughs> styles of like suspenders with like I don't even know things that I would never have thought to put together. So I have learned not to question my son when he says that that's not good. This I need this. And I'm like, what? I just, in my mind, I'm like, that doesn't match. But then he goes to school and he fits right in. So who am I and what do I know? Apparently nothing anymore. I've been told that a few times <laughs> that I was relevant. What did my son say? That it was like something to the effect of being relevant in the 80s, that I was very stylish in the 80s. I was like, dude, when I was in the 80s, <laughs> this is just too funny to me. It's not like I was like, I don't know. He does, as far as he knows, I'm probably 70 years old. He don't even think he has a clue of like how old I was in the 80s or anything like that. It's like, dude, oh, cut your mother some slack. <laughs> but yeah, he believes me to have been fashionably relevant back then, but I'm apparently clueless now because if I don't recognize the fact that the pink shoes and the red pants and the whatever is all a perfect match, then I'm just confused and that's fine. And and honestly, like most of the time, once he puts it all together, it looks good anyway. But I cannot with like, there's certain things that just, <laughs> like they all want to wear their um, pants up way higher. Like my generation, it was like the low pants, really low. Now all of a the sudden there is this new trend to be wearing pants that are like way jacked up. Um, and I'm not just talking about like high rise versus low rise jeans kind of thing. I'm talking about like, they, if so much of a sliver of like boxer briefs or something shows, oh my gosh, it's a big deal, which is funny because of all these other things I just told you. But, um, I mean, my generation, it was like purposefully trying to show the band of the boxer briefs. That was like a style. I don't know. Anyway, I don't know how I got into this whole fashion talk. I just think this new generation is very, very inspiring to me. I love them. I love the way they are. My son's best friend, one of his favorite slogans or sayings or like his motto, his way of being is you do you. He says it all the time. You do you. Because they just want, they like they don't care that they don't look like they fit together as a, a group of friends because they all look so different. They don't care. They want you to be yourself and do it your way. Don't follow my trend. Don't do what I'm doing. Don't care what I'm wearing. It is so good. Like there was a school dance. It was supposed to be formal. A lot of the kids were wearing like polos um, or button up, you know, dress shirts. Some kids had ties. Some kids had no ties. Some kids had coats. Some kids had no coats. And then some kids legitimately showed up in sweatpants and t-shirts. And every single kid didn't feel weird. Every single kid felt like they were doing exactly what they wanted to be doing and they all accepted it. And I love that. <laughs> what happened to our generation? Why did we care so much? I mean, for me, I'm I'm sure my mom, I know she loves to listen to the podcast. She'll be laughing when I say this, but I was a bit of a trendsetter when I was a kid. I was always the first one to try something because I loved to just see what I liked and how it looked and then just do it. And most often people would be a little shocked and then immediately like within a week, it was the new thing. And I loved that. It was like really inspiring to me. So like, but now looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, remember that? Oh my gosh. And I even remember this school year that um, I wore a hat for my school picture. God forbid, right? You're not allowed to wear hats in school, but it was picture day. I was going to wear whatever I wanted and it looked really cute. And um, all my friends were like, oh my gosh, I can't believe she did that. 
the next year I have, you know, you used to pass out all those little pictures. You'd get like copies of the pictures and then the whole thing was exchanging them with your friends. It's not even a thing anymore, probably because everything's digital now. But anyway, I just remember the next year after that, almost every one of my friends wore a hat in their picture. And I remember feeling like, hey, that was, you know what? I led that charge in a sense. It's a good feeling. I want people today to feel inspired to be themselves and know that there's nothing to be ashamed of when you feel good about the you that you're putting out there in the world. People will often be following. I mean, people ask me all the time, where'd you get that? Why'd you find that? Oh my gosh, when'd you do that? And I I love that feeling because not only does it show that they appreciate that part of me, but it also shows that I've inspired them and they want a little of that in their own life. So why not? Why not just like blaze your own fire a bit? Like every one of us has something inside of us. Like, I mean, okay, so here's a great example. I was talking about the people who maybe are a little risque at Halloween because really they might be hiding that inner like wild child. <laughs> you, If you look at other things, there's like some people who do like the couple's costumes, right? If I had to dig and like when I said I wanted to do a little Freudian digging, I mean, if I really dug into that a bit, it's probably somebody who is maybe a little insecure or maybe just super proud of their partner, but they kind of want to flaunt it a bit, right? It's like they either want people to know, hey, here's my partner and look, like we're that's so connected that, you know, or, you know, there could be that sense of like, I want everyone to know this is my person or You know, there's a lot of things. There's so many layers and there's so many reasons why it could have come up. But like, you know, nobody wakes up in the morning and is like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be peanut butter for Halloween. It's going to be so fun. No, you're picking to be peanut butter and jelly with your partner because you want people to know, hey, we're a thing. Hey, this is my person. Hey, we are together and like one without the other is not all that great. You know, there's messages in that which is, you know, it's great. But think about it. Like next time that you're like, oh, I just want to be a clown for Halloween. Like what? I mean, really, I don't know many people that love a good clown, but it's likely maybe there's this inner like silly party that you've been letting out lately. Let the joy out. You know, if you're wanting to bring smiles to people's faces or you want a really hilarious costume, maybe it's because you're wanting to be that inspiration to people of being uplifting, of like, reminding them of the lighter side of life. That's all I wanted to get at with this. It's a holiday. It's all fun. But sometimes after you've chosen whatever it is you want to be, look at what you picked. See what it is. Uh, This year, I've never felt so sort of back and forth. I guess I just, uh, I don't know. Well, I'm not feeling good. I don't know if you guys can hear me out of breath a little bit. Um, Have some stuff going on personally, but working on it. I'm healthy. I'm good. I don't, um, don't feel the need to reach out. I'm, I am okay. But, um, in that it's like maybe my inner, like inner child that wants to, you know, dress up and have fun, do all those things is feeling a little wah, wah, wah this year. I think vampire was what I was going to go for before I started feeling like this. Um, so what does that mean? Man, I don't know that I want to suck anybody's blood, but you know, I, I definitely have been living a vampire lifestyle lately. I've been up weird hours of the night, um, way more than usual. I have been um, certainly a little bit more, um, I don't know, I guess that, yeah, maybe I've been embodying a little more of that type, 
of energy. And so maybe it is something that I just wanted to kind of like put out there. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so look at it, just see what you end up coming up with. I mean, sometimes it's just, if you're picking something humorous, it might just be, you need to let some of your inner, like inner child out a little bit, have some laughs, have some fun, um, get together with your friends that you know, you always laugh with and we'll have a great time with that kind of thing. So let's take a quick break guys. I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. There's more to come. So I have a free Facebook group entitled, connection beyond struggle for a grieving soulmate and it is a private group but all you have to do is request to join sometimes it takes me a little bit to allow a new group in but um, inside that group we are helping each other and supporting each other through very hard loss um, specific to soulmates but there are some members who have gone through hard divorces who have lost somebody that was just you know it was soul crushing and that's really what it's about is to try to find solutions together. So weekly posts in there for me um, and occasional lives where I'm trying to just help you guys through my own experiences. And it is a wonderful group. Can't say enough about it. And there is always more space to join. So if that appeals to you or anybody that you know, just check out today's description and you can grab the link to join. All right, right back to the show, guys. All right, so I said, what's beneath the surface today, right? So today's episode isn't just about Halloween and costumes. I want to talk about what is it that is just beneath wanting to come out? Because <laughs> I mean, oftentimes we have a face that we put on. Oh, the face that we put on. So when you first meet somebody, it might be all cheery. If you're texting or emailing, high fives, waves, you know, politeness and all this stuff, right? And asking all the right questions. And then it's usually within like a few weeks after that, that then you can start to actually see a person. So it's very interesting that oftentimes we make our judgments based upon that first initial meet. We all have a gut instinct. We all have kind of a vibe about what a person's really like. And yet... It does take a couple weeks to get peeling away those layers and find out who you're really dealing with. So <laughs> I wonder what it would be like if we all truly just started out without all that surface surface crap. That's what I call it. It's just like, ugh, it's kind of icky, right? Because in that time, it's like, man, I wanted to like have a nice, authentic, quick conversation with somebody. But instead, it's all of those like, what is the word for it? It's just like, I don't know, obligation, not obligations, but you know, all those little things that you, the dance that you do, the things you feel like you have to say that you have to ask about the politeness of like asking details that maybe aren't even as relevant or important to you, but you're trying to be polite and you're putting your best foot forward. And I don't know if we got rid of all that and really got right to the meat of it all. There's a lot of time wasted, and this is coming from a widow, okay? So take this as it as it comes. But, uh, you know, I just, I tell you guys all the time, my whole perspective on time is so different now, and I don't have time to waste. <laughs> no time to waste to be hearing surface-level garbage. I don't care about the weather. I don't care about, you know, any of that stuff. All that's just garbage. It's just layers of garbage that we talk about for if you think about it, like if in one conversation you spend three minutes talking about surface crap that you don't care about, 
before you actually get to like the one or two things you really wanted to talk to somebody about, look how much time you would have had and look how much more connection you could have made. Look how much further into a relationship you could have gotten. I don't mean relationship, relationship. I just mean like even a new friendship or a work, you know, relationship, that type of thing. Like look how much further in you could be. It's so hard. It's like we just want to be, I don't know, saying the right things. And then, you know, if somebody's put together and asks all the right questions and does it in all the right ways, oh, then they they must be a nice person. Um, no, I'm going to call the BS on that one because most of the people, the more buttoned up, put together and all organized that early conversation is, the least, the less, I guess I should say, the less I end up liking them in the end. Uh, it's the ones that are usually like not a frazzled mess because I mean, let's face it. We all kind of feel that way from time to time. It's good that you can hold your stuff together, but like, you know, the ones that are just going to be cracking a joke in the first five minutes and like saying they're true. Like, okay, I'll use the example. I went to this little get together recently. Um, (laughs) there was this one mom who'd gotten there early and set up all her stuff and they were doing their thing and they waved appropriately and they how are you? Can I get you a drink? You know, the whole boo. And this other mom comes flying in like, you know, hot mess express. And it was like, hey, did you remember this? Because I totally forgot. Oh my gosh. And yeah, she was kind of a mess. She did present herself kind of like a total disaster. But within seconds, it was like, wow, what are you doing tomorrow? Oh my gosh, we've got to go to this and that. And we got into like real conversation. There was none of the like, do 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 let's put on a little act and let's you know greet each other properly and whatever it was just like she was coming in hot she was like all over the place she wasn't afraid to like crack some jokes at herself to like you know lighten the mood i don't know it was just good it was like i already knew who she was within seconds not because she was a disaster she wasn't she wasn't at all but because she just was just in her own element you know when you're yourself when all the layers are peeled back and you're just kind of like like if you were unpacking a car with your family and you're having conversation versus your friend meets you at your car oh how can i help you do you need help carrying anything let me take that bag la 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 all this other stuff and you have a totally different disposition versus the like, what? <laughs> you know, what is happening? Oh my gosh, the dog, this or that. It was stripped away and all she had left was like, this is just it. This is who I am. Like, what the hell are we going to do about it? She was funny and it was fun. And right from the get-go, we bonded and connected. It was like, not because we're both a mess. Like, we know we're, we're both busy moms and her honesty around it and her, um, I shouldn't be sitting with this cord on my lap. I apologize if I've been making noise the whole episode. I really need to stop doing that. I talk with my hands so much that whenever I hold my laptop on my lap, it is just like sounds nonstop because my arms are whipping around everywhere. I apologize. But, um, yeah, this is what I'm talking about though. This is me. I'm not going to like now go back and edit out cord sounds and apologize profusely and make a big stink. I'm not even going to put the computer up because it's going to take an extra five minutes I don't have today. I'm just going to try to be a little less handsy. But you know what I'm saying? Like, just own that stuff. Who cares? You either love me for it or you don't. And then peace, you're going to go find somebody else who you like to listen to. But that's okay. Like, I don't want to sound so crude today, but I say grow a set a little bit. Like, be you and then allow people to walk away if you're not their cup of tea. Like, honestly, it 
I cannot possibly be like everybody's thing. I can't possibly appease every listener, the ones who don't want me to swear, the ones who want me to be dressed a certain way when I do my lives, the ones who want me to set my computer down so the, you know, acoustics sound better, the ones who wish I would stop the lip smacking and use my visor thing that I have that I like rarely ever have set up properly, you know, the ones that wish that I was in a room that wasn't so echoey because I really could care less. (laughs) It's just that stuff. It's like, if you don't want to just hear what I have to say and all these other things irk you, it's okay with me. But like, not everybody's got that and definitely not from the get-go. Sometimes this is stuff that we have to work on as we go in life. And there is a sort of movement towards doing it messy, right? Just getting it done. What that really, really means at its core, guys, is that we have to keep taking action forward. And staying in one place while we make sure our house is tidy is not going to a party make. Does that make sense? Like if you're going to spend all your time worried about the appearances of like my house is in shambles, I can't have anybody over right now, you're going to miss a lot of good times. Open that door, let people in, let them see you're messy. Sure, work on it while you're blasting some music, making some lunch, recording your podcast, doing whatever. Sure, you can pick up a little bit. But don't make it your life's mission to have everything be so perfect that then you end up putting off doing anything at all. Because I know a lot of people who had big dreams of like, oh, I want this game room. It's going to be so cool. And I've got this set up and that set up and, you know, the bar over here. And then the problem is it ends up being a storage room. Because for so many years, it's like, oh, yeah, I know. Well, I'm just waiting until so-and-so is in college. Oh, well, now they're in college. Well, now all of a sudden... You know, that that bedroom has become, you know, where you put all the storage stuff. So now this, you know, other room is wide open and we're trying to decide, you know, what should we do with it? Should we make it a library? Should we make it a sitting space? You know, now my wife's got her sewing. I have heard the craziest things out of people and I'm like, what the heck ever happened to the dream of <laughs> like You bought this place with the vision of making this a game room. And you know how many years of things you could have enjoyed in this room and in this space You've been waiting for the next thing, like for your kid to go to college. Are you kidding me? Your kid and his friends would have been there probably hanging out every Friday night and you wouldn't have to wonder where they were at or what they were doing. They would have been upstairs in your game room if you had actually just taken the steps to do it. So those are the things where I think sometimes life's just starts passing us by because we're putting it off till tomorrow. So no more of that. (laughs) You know, if we're talking about like what's at your core, you know, what's beneath the surface, like lose the surface layer crap because no one wants it anymore. Nobody cares if your house is dirty. I guarantee theirs might even be dirtier. You know what I mean? Like, it's like if you're worried about it, then yeah, theirs is probably messier than yours because they're probably not worried about it. You know, I recently went over to a friend's house and their house looked like they had just been robbed and they didn't say one thing about it. Not one like comment about the toys I was stepping on as I was trying to maneuver around or the you know dirty dishes that were piled up and falling out of the sink or anything nothing and I had the best time there do you know why because I felt comfortable I didn't have to worry about the fact that everything was so buttoned up and now god forbid I move a pillow or you know what I mean like it was like they didn't care and that feeling made you feel welcome how ironic is that right with all the energy and effort we put into trying to make our homes look nice and 
everything have its place. And when these people had all these kids running around, they had family friends coming and going while I was there, like coming in the door. They didn't even knock. They just walked in, did whatever, left, I guess. I don't know. It was like a revolving door, but no one even thought twice about it. It was just their lifestyle. Happy to have it. Happy to have the people coming and going. Happy to have the life of children running around. Happy to have like their heads afloat. They didn't care. They were juggling it all. They had actually had the job of their dreams. They had a million things in the air, don't get me wrong. Um, But they owned it and were just like, there wasn't even an acknowledgement. That's the part I keep coming back to by any member of the family. I thought one person when they entered the room might say like, oh yeah, sorry about that or whatever. It's kind of a mess right now. Nothing. Which meant they were good in their skin. And I love that. Who doesn't love that? It's so fun to be around people who are like that. I'm not saying it's fun to be around messy people. That's not even the point. The point is no one cares. Nobody cares. We all want time. We all want energy and time spent with people we care about and do not care in what capacity that happens. I don't care if it happens at the local dump. I don't care if it happens at the library. I don't care if it happens at your buttoned up neat little house or in your um, trailer that has boxes to the ceiling. So if I don't care, why do I care what other people think about my situation? You know, the last time I had somebody over, they kept complimenting my cupboards or something like that. I don't even remember what, no, it was the countertops. And I was like, I, first off, these, (laughs) we bought this house. It was like, what are those called? Like a prefab? I think it was anyway. God, it's so long ago. Um, But this was like builder, like it was beyond the builder grade. They had like upgraded and done like, like there was already light fixtures in the house and stuff when we bought it and stuff. But it was kind of like nothing too fancy. In other words, like they didn't go all out. So anything like the countertops were things that were like on our bucket list of like, we're going to replace these when we get the time or have the, you know, extra cash laying around or get around to it or whatever it was, you know, it was like these things we're just putting up with. We don't really care. But when you have young kids, there's some advantage to having things that can get beat on and like you don't have to worry about it. Right. So it wasn't on our priority list, but it certainly was nothing we ever thought we'd get a compliment for. So here we are, like, you could barely even see our countertops because we had piles of papers and stuff. And it was like one of those days where you're really not expecting someone to show up at your door, but they did. And they ended up complimenting the one thing that, like, we really thought was just, pff, I don't know, a mess, really. And in, in every sense, it was buried in papers and it was something we wanted to replace anyway. And the point being, people are just, like, they love it or they won't love it. Does it matter? No. Is it a reflection of you? Absolutely not. But what is a reflection of you is how you act about it. If you make a big stink and have to keep apologizing for where everything is and how everything is and all of that stuff, you know, if you make a big deal over things that can really be fixed, put it this way. Let's say you're a family who doesn't like shoes in the house. I don't like shoes in my house. I mean, mostly because a lot of the times there's pine pitch and a lot of things that would just totally trash my house and I don't have the time to vacuum all the time. So I prefer to be able to wear my socks, have my white socks still look white at the end of the day. You know what I mean? I wanna get in my bed or whatever and not feel like my feet might be dirty, like all that stuff. I just grew up with a mom who was like, no shoes in the house, period. So, um, So that's sort of my way. But lately when I have friends over, I've noticed a tendency towards people not taking them off. 
Now, there's a couple ways you could look at it. You could make a big stink about it, but what's the point? Like, let's say they drag some dirt inside. Even worst case scenario, pine pitch, which maybe can or cannot come out of things. But worst case scenario, what do you care more about? You know, the appearance of a floor or your friend. So this is what I'm trying to remind you of today because I've seen so much of this lately of this like fear of exposing yourself or like, that sounds so wrong. (laughs) Nobody expose yourself. (laughs) You know what I mean? Revealing who you are. Um, You know, like just let it be. And if it really does bother you to your core about the shoes, then just be vocal and be like, ah, do you mind taking your shoes off? I know I'm a pain in the butt about it. It's just like one of those things I don't want to have to vacuum and I don't have the time for that stuff. Boom. I bet you in seconds their shoes are off and they could care less. And then we move on, right? (laughs) Like go there. But what my point is, is I want you to enjoy the time because the time is the good stuff. That's the special sauce. Time is not something that is promised. It's not guaranteed. It has a finite amount of it. There is a end in sight there for every single one of us. That time, the last sands in the hourglass will eventually fall. So at the end of it, who cares how neat and tidy your house looks? Who cares if you shook your the right hands and you said the right things and you properly made sure every person who walked in had a drink in hand and you, you know, asked about the grandchildren and you asked about their little dog and you made sure that you, you know, sent the reply immediately, thanking for their time and coming over and ugh. Like all the pretenses, just drop it, drop them, drop them. Because nobody really wants that, you know? I mean, when we are done a basketball practice, I my kids know now because I've said it 5,000 times, have you thanked your coaches yet? These are things that go to the core of who you are. Like if you're, if you just went to a practice and these coaches spent hours with you trying to help you to get better, you darn well better make sure before we leave, you have thanked them for their time and energy and there is no questions asked, right? So I'm still trying to raise really decent humans, <laughs> but I am not saying to let that stuff go. I'm just saying like, that it doesn't have to be, okay, they left, boom, I have to go immediately to my phone and I'm already sending the, the message so I don't forget later to say thank you for coming and blah, 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 and I hope you got home safe and yummy, ugh makes me want to puke. I can't. Like, just be you. As they're leaving, thank them for their time and for coming. It was so great for you guys to come. Come again, please. Like, this was a blast. Boom, you're done. You know what I mean? And like, just all of it. Let it go. I think if we could reveal more of ourselves in that way, we would get along so much better. You know, I look at this generation, like I was saying, my son's generation, there's no longer these cliques and friend groups that you used to see. He is friends with all of the football crowd. They're like all of his best friends, as are the bookworm types and as are the um, dancers. There's, um, there are actors, there are like they, and they're all in the same group. And the most fun thing I have ever witnessed in a long time we went to a fair just recently and um, the kids, oh my God, they all spread out and it was like almost a nightmare initially because some of the kids were pretty little, like fourth grade and all the way up to like probably ninth grade. We're all hanging out together. Can you imagine this? And like 
like younger siblings, older siblings or whatever, but they all just kind of went and went for the rides they wanted to go on and then looked around. And if there was kids they knew, hey, want to go on this? Yeah, sure. Great. So like my little 10 year old went on a ride with one of my older son's 13 year old friends and they just hopped on and went. They didn't ask. They didn't think twice. It's just like they're all good. (laughs) There's no groups. There's no boundaries. There's no like if you like this and I like this, then we like the same thing. Let's go do it. It was so fun to watch. I've never seen anything like that, really. It's beautiful and it's the way the whole world should be. My goodness, could you imagine how much better things could be right now? Especially with everything that's going on. Man, that stuff hits hard and I'm I'm not talking on some of these real tough subjects right now because I know we're getting kind of bombarded in the media with it and I know it's important and I will round to it in this podcast, but... um, you know, I just think this actually addresses it in a large way. Because when we're talking about just peace within our world, you know, these mass shootings, these wars, these atrocious things that are happening, when you really, really think about it, if every single, single person, not like just like a few of us, but if as a mass group, we all decided to just accept one another. We decided to just be exactly who we are. And then people received that and gave exactly who they are. Of course, there's always going to be a few people who at their core are not good people. I hate to say that. But there's things that happened to some of us in our childhood. There's things that happened to some of us you know, or in the world around us that just build us into something that's no longer good and pure. And of course, some of that would be exposed. But for the most part, I feel like there'd be such overwhelming love in the world that things like that wouldn't stand a chance, you know, because I think most people at their core are just really good. So try to show that layer. (laughs) So maybe we should all be angels this Halloween. (laughs) Put the devils away. Oh boy, well, I don't know. Just have a little fun with it. Definitely take some notes and see what you decide to choose to be for Halloween if you're still even in that adventurous spirit and doing that anymore. I'd see way too many adults letting it go. Come on, guys, let's get dressed up and have some fun. (laughs) So trick or treat, everybody. Go have some fun and report back. Let me know. Subscribe, follow, tell your friends. Um, I'm just forever grateful for everybody following this podcast. So be well, everybody. I'll see you next week.